Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's go to Minnesota now. The Packers are coming to town. Vikings are getting a point, according to our friends at DraftKings. Aaron Rodgers did not practice on Wednesday. He he spoke to the media, though. He said he's definitely playing in the game. He does have a toe injury, RJ. And look, you know, he didn't practice all last week because of the COVID thing. And he came out and did not look like himself. And now he's not practicing on Wednesday. Maybe he practices today and everything is fine. But like, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't need to practice. But he still kind of needs to practice, if that makes sense. So I found it astounding, personally, um, that Green Bay topped so many power rankings on Tuesday. Um and and that the like you know exclamation point for for putting them there for people was well they beat the Seahawks they, they beat them seventeen to nothing it's like have you like the Seahawks are awful you know what I mean they are terrible and Russell Wilson was terrible and you know and and I I do think that we've that like the the national you know media national consensus has sort of you know shaped the the take now to be the the Packers have this amazing defense. I don't think they have this amazing defense. I think it's fine. I think, you know, they can certainly win with it, but I don't think that they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and that being said, I mean, it kind of took everything they had before they, you know, garbage pointed it up to to make their win against Seattle look a little prettier on paper. But, I mean, they kind of barely won that game in my mind. And so I I certainly believe at a certain point the Packers will stabilize and, and maybe find themselves – uh, just because it, it would be stupid to bet against Aaron Rodgers, you know, even considering the events of the past couple of weeks. But um, but I think they're they're there to be had right now. I, I think they have the lowest ceiling of the non Rams contending teams in the NFC. Um, and I think they're going to lose this game. I think the Vikings are extremely weird. I want to congratulate, by the way, stats, you and I, because we picked the Vikings to win last week. We said this is the kind of game that Kirk Cousins goes and wins. He, you know, breathes life into him as a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. And more specifically, that was the kind of game that the Chargers lose. And I think that I think the Packers are feeling like, see, we can do anything. We can take on one of the most ridiculous controversies in recent NFL history (laughs) and we can still win. And I think that they're just – they're a little bit in over their skis here. I don't know if that's the saying. Um, but I, I think Minnesota's re- – you know, Kirk Cousins is better than people want to give him credit for. And I think that it at home, I think this is a big win for Minnesota. You know, you talked about the Packers' defense, and I was all set to read a tweet. This is from Field Yates. I thought it was fascinating. Opposing quarterbacks when targeting wide receivers against the Packers this year. They are last in the NFL in completion percentage at 56%. 
31st, so second to last in the NFL in yards per attempt at 6.7, and second most in the NFL with interceptions. The Packers have 10 picks when opposing quarterbacks target wide receivers, and Jair Alexander has been out since week four. So maybe the rest of the defense isn't that good, but that secondary seems to be holding it down a little bit, so I'll be interested to see how they do against Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I agree with you, and again, I'm not, you know, I can't, like, disprove that, but do you know what the Packers' defense is by DVOA? I, I, I want you to guess, please. 20th. No, it's not that bad. They're 11th, okay? 11th, and again, the take is like, this is the best defense in the NFL. These are the top 10 defenses by DVOA specifically. So this is just defensive DVOA rating, not overall. In order, 1 to 10, Buffalo, Arizona, Carolina, Dallas, New England, New Orleans at 6, the Rams, even the Rams at 7 still, the Minnesota Vikings at 8, the Buccaneers at 9, and the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts at 9. Or, excuse me, at, at, uh, at 10. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a huge DVOA guy. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, they're not this, like, world-beating defense that I – again Agreed. They had, Agreed. They had the benefit of playing the Seahawks, and I think that, like, sometimes that happens. Again, sometimes the, the grand take, the grand narrative, you know, evolves from the microscopic, you know, surface-level thing. And so the other talk shows, not the look-ahead, are <laughs> saying, well, the Packers' defense, you know – they held Russell Wilson to his first shutout ever. Russell Wilson had never been shut out in his NFL career. Watch out. Now that the Packers have a defense, they can win the Super Bowl. With it. I just don't think they're that good. I th- Kirk Cousins is better than Russell Wilson right now. That, like, yes. That's the thing. That's the, that's the fact of the matter. And like those aren't cool or, or fun things to say or, or things that are going to get a lot of retweets and likes, but th- those things are true. And so I think this is a much taller task for the Packers defense. And I don't think the Packers offense is right right now. So I'll take Minnesota. I'll feel great about that. Cousins has 18 touchdowns and two picks on the year. And the thing that I like is that Mike Zimmer kind of called him out a little bit before the last game saying like he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to get the ball to wide receivers. And he absolutely did that last week. Justin Jefferson went off. And look, I know that people don't like to give Kirk Cousins any love, but the fact of the matter is the dude has been good this year. He's been money in the fourth quarter when Minnesota needs a drive. He has taken them down the field for either the go-ahead or the game-tying score pretty much every single time he's been asked to do it. Unfortunately, they've lost some of those games. They are only 3-5 and five in one-score games this year, 8 games have been decided by one score that is the most in the league and this is a massive game for the Vikings in terms of playoff seeding RJ they are they are in the mix for that seventh seed in the NFC they desperately need to keep pace and they play the 49ers next week which is huge because the Niners are right there with them so like these next two games for Minnesota are going to be massive in terms of whether or not they make the playoffs I kind of agree with you I think the Vikings can get this thing done a little bit if Aaron Rodgers is not totally Aaron Rodgers the Packers have no shot, and I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into the A.J. Dillon, like, oh, the ground game's going to be totally fine like because he has giant legs. Like, sorry, no. I, I'll take the Vikings in this one, especially if I'm getting a point. Can you repeat their record in one-score games for me, please? They are 3-5 and five in one-score games. They are 4-5 and five overall. Okay, so think about that. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we've, we've been saying this for weeks. You don't have to move the goalposts a lot to change their season. And, you know, I remember, I think the Cowboys were something like two and, and five or two and seven. It escapes me at this moment uh, in 2019 in one score games. And that is generally something that 
regresses to the mean the following year, which is why a lot of people thought last year, okay, the Cowboys, you know, they were in these like top turvy games last year. Even if, again, if that regresses to the mean, it doesn't have to regress to the other end of the spectrum. You're talking about, you know, three, four more wins, which dramatically changes your season. And that's, that's who Minnesota is. Like they're not this pushover team. They have one really bad loss in my mind. And incidentally to my Dallas Cowboys, because they lost to Cooper rush. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Other than that though, like their losses are really explainable. And so I, I don't, I think some of this is a weird way to put it. I think some of their losses are more impressive or they were more impressive in those games than like the Packers were last week against Seattle. So I'll take Minnesota two weeks in a row stats. We ride with the Vikings. Skull. I don't know what that Viking horn sound effect is, but uh, I'll put a better one in when I edit this thing later. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.